Well, hello, this is Tim Marr, and this is Failing Up. Thank you, Ugh, Jungle Jim. I mean, that guy, Jungle Jim, our musical director, he just oozes talent out of every pore in his body. What a what a wonderful, wonderful composition to kick off this show as I'm recording this podcast on 12, 15, 21, right in the middle of the holiday season, the Christmas season. Hanukkah has just uh, ended. The lights are bright. It's Christmas time in the city. It's it's Christmas time in the rural areas where you see, I was driving the other day and you could see these uh, houses in the middle of nowhere. And all of a sudden you see a house just decorated and it's lights illuminating in a dark December winter night up here in the Northeast. That's right, I'm Tim Marr. This is Failing Up and I'm recording this on 12, 15, 21. The bowels in the basement of the home located on the shores of the Seneca River flowing north into the mighty Lake Ontario, the smallest of the Great Lakes. And they are Great Lakes, they're huge lakes. They're, they're inland oceans. If you ever get a chance to, to, to see one of them, you know, get out to Chicago and, and, and see huge Lake Michigan in Chicago. Oh my gosh, it's like, you know, you see at the edge of Chicago, it's like you're standing on a beach of the ocean. The waves are different and, and it feels different. You know, it feels different than the ocean, but it's, uh, it has a power to it, just like the ocean. So feeds up to Lake Ontario, then out to the mighty, mighty Thousand Islands and the St. Lawrence Seaway, right out into the Atlantic Ocean and throughout the entire world. Just like my voice right now, for all of you who've decided to listen to this podcast, you make a left and you head into Buffalo, and you can even see Niagara Falls. Did you hear, did you hear the news where um, a woman uh, went off the road, this person went off the road in her car, uh, into the Niagara River, and just about, unfortunately, she, she they, they um, got her out of the car, but it was too late. She, she had uh, passed away, perished, uh, and the car was there about 50 feet from the edge of Niagara Falls. And I don't know if you've ever stood uh, and seen Niagara Falls. I've, I've been on the Canadian side numerous uh, times, and the power of the river is flowing there. Right? You're right there on the edge. I mean, you're right there. And I'll tell you, you've ever stepped in that river. It is Katie Bar the door. Whew. And just to think, people went over that in a barrel. Man, it's crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff. But here we are in the middle of the holiday season. Oh my gosh, holiday stress, decoration, just about done. Procrastination, uh, primarily because you got a life. Trees are lit, got to get the train up. All these things going on. I haven't even started my shopping yet. What are you going to do? I've decided to get through the Christmas season and not get all stressed out, and I feel pretty good about that. Enjoying the music, my favorite Christmas songs I heard on today. So this is Christmas by John Lennon. And Do They Know It's Christmas at All, recorded in the mid-'80s. Uh, Bob Geldof led that group um, for, the starv uh, for the starvation in Africa. I think it's, it led to the Live Aid. It led to the song um, uh, Do They Know, whatever the live, We Are the World. So, but first came, do they know it's, and that song is just out of this world. That song is, I don't know what intended, but that song is out of this world. Um, but here we are in the middle of December, and I find myself living in a constant opposite day, Dr. Seuss's opposites, you know, and today is like, it's like opposites day. It's been like opposites decade, not decade, but the past few years have been like, you know, for me, just opposites. The things that um, I grew up in and through my adult life and valued seem to be, you know, especially in the political arena, I'm just looking at myself. I'm looking at myself saying, my God, my God, boy, drink more water, get hydrated. You got to get hydrated. 
Do you know 90% of your body is water? You're made up of 90% water. So if you're made up of 90% water, why do you get thirsty? Because you're water. Does water get thirsty? I'm 90% water, but you need to drink water. Hmm. Does the ocean need to drink water? And I guess we would be salt water because we sweat. So we're 90% salt water. But you need to drink eight glasses of water a day. Eight glasses of water a day. And then be near the bathroom. I was doing this thing in the spring where I was trying to drink a gallon of water a day. You know, filling up a, a milk carton with water. Trying to drink a gallon of water a day. And I did it a couple days. I got to, first of all, I didn't feel good. Secondly, I was just... Uh, I was peeing my brains out, and I don't have a lot of brains to pee out, but uh, eight a gallon of water a day, so eight, eight glasses of water a day you're supposed to have. You're 90% water. Huh. 90% water. It's, you know, uh, it's hard when I pinch myself to believe 90% of me is water. Hmm. Can't get my arms around it. Can't get my arms around that H2O. But in any event, um, opposites day. You know, I was just listening to the news today and, I, you know, and the, uh, the congressional hearing into the uh, riots on the Capitol on January 6th. You know something's big when it's just, you just put a date on it and, and, and you know what you're talking about. When you can just, you know, it's kind of like uh, celebrities and you know, just have a first name, you know, like Madonna, Bono. You know who you're talking about, right? Uh, Michael. Jordan, maybe he's two names, but you know, uh, but one name, you know, one Gaga, Lady Gaga, it's two names, but uh, you know, you know what it's one share. There we go. You know what it's one name. You know, it's it's a big deal, and it's the same thing with world events. You know, and when you uh, can just name the date, when you can just say the date of an event, and you know exactly what you're talking about, and you know exactly where you were when it happened, even if you weren't born, you know. December 7th, boom, Pearl Harbor. No pun intended. Uh, September 11th, December, December 7th, December 7th, and September 11th. My God. Uh, and now January 6th. January 6th used to be the epiphany. It used to be the 12th day of Christmas. Uh, Shakespeare's 12th night. Uh, the last day you have your tree up. You know, if you really celebrate the 12 days of Christmas in, his, you know, in, a, in a sense of where Christmas is the first day and you know, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree, which you really don't really want. But uh, yeah, the 12 days of Christmas. So January 6th was the epiphany. Well, on January 6th, we had an epiphany when our capital was attacked. And everybody knows the story. And now we have the hearings going on. And now uh, the Congressional Hearing Group has really gotten into some uh, text messages from Mark Meadows. You know, i got to pinch myself. All 90% water of me, I've got to pinch myself and say, you know, Tim, how does a guy like Mark Meadows become chief of staff to the president of the United States? And he's so stupid as to write a book, what he thinks is a tell-all book, and, give, and turn over his... Uh, Text messages to come. That's like Richard Nixon saying, "Here are the tapes." They had to drag those things out of his hands. Do you think Nixon? You, th you think Nixon was going to write a tell-all book or hold him in afterwards? Maybe afterwards they all did. So Meadows writes this book, incriminating Trump, and now he's trying to step back from it. And now he's mad because people have read excerpts of his book, and people have read the text messages that he gave to the congressional hearing. And they're saying, dude, 
it looks like something's bad here. Now we got other Congress people involved in this. You got the infamous Fox News station involved. And, 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 and how do, I can't wait to see the spin they put on this because it's opposite day. It's opposite day. It wasn't attacked. It was a tourist attraction. I can't wait to hear the spin on these text messages. The spin on the book is driving me crazy. Oh, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to say that. You're taking this out of context. It is really, I think it's just going to really get cooking. It's really cooking. There's no way you can get away from that. But Opposites Day is, you know, so we have this congressional hearing. Now, I, I, you know, I'm a lifelong moderate liberal dude, you know, never never was a fan of anything conservative in my life. Uh, still still more along those lines. Um and uh, during the Reagan, you know, I, I couldn't stand the Reagan president. I just, you know, it drove me crazy, the Reagan presidency. It drove me crazy the whole, the whole, the whole eight years. Uh, Bush one wasn't bad. You know, Bush one, you know, I, I could respect Bush one, but Reagan, I, yeah, no, I don't think so. And then, um, then came Bush two, George W. Bush. And uh, nice guy. Seems like a nice, you know, George W. Bush seems like a nice guy. You know, and, and they always said, you know, he's the kind of guy you want to go out and have a beer with. Don't you want him to be president, the guy you want to go out and have a beer with, the guy you want to borrow the weed whacker from, the guy you want to give mulch to, you know, the guy you want to go to the baseball game with, or, you know, the guy you hang out in the front yard while you're getting the mail and you're popping a beer with, you know. You know, you're both scratching yourself. And, you know, hey, you should be president because I like having a beer with you. You should be president because the other guy's too smart. Well, any event, he obviously became president. We know the story. But his vice president, I could not stand Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney was like Darth Vader. But the one thing Dick Cheney had was balls. I mean, that guy, man, that guy could just stand. He didn't give a shit about anything. He just stood up to you. You know, even in the debates, I mean, the guy was just like cast steel. Couldn't stand the man, but you had to respect that about the guy. I mean, he just was a freaking fighter, you know asshole. <coughs> what, a, what a, what a fighter. I mean, straight faced, he would just, you know, tell you you were wrong. Or, not me. I never interacted with him, but I watched him in the debate. So I couldn't stand Cheney. Couldn't stand anything about him. Never cared for the Republican Party. Never did. Never, ever, ever, ever. So now it's opposite day, because here we are, I have this congressional hearing, and my hero, my hero is Liz Cheney. Daughter of Dick Cheney. Same type of fighting, festy, you know, screw you, you're not going to knock me down. I don't, you know, I don't give a damn. I don't care if you like me or not, but, you know, just in a conservative. She is a conservative's conservative. You know, people are trying to paint her out as some radical liberal. She is more conservative than the wackos uh, in Congress right now in the Senate. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, Whatever she is, but 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 Liz Cheney is is just this conservative who, under normal circumstances, I would disagree with. And under normal circumstances, I would say, "Oh my God, I can't stand that Liz Cheney. She's just like her father." I hope she's better with a gun when they go hunting. But here now, she's my hero. She's standing up to her party. She is one of the most courageous political figures in my lifetime. Liz Cheney, I can't believe it. Liz Cheney is one of the most, one of the most courageous political figures in my lifetime is Liz Cheney.
standing up to her entire party when they're throwing it at her and trying to to defame her and trying to paint her to be all these things and throw they're trying to get her out of Wyoming they're trying to have her lose her lose her um her her seat you know other politicians are kowtowing. they you know they're they're bowing at the knees of the great orange god just so they can save their positions they'll do anything you know, for God's sakes, they would drink urine if they had to to save their position. But not Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney is a real public figure. Liz Cheney says, I don't care. So there's something bigger here than me. There's something bigger here than my reelection. It's called the Constitution. It's called our country. She's a freaking hero. And she's a conservative. And under normal circumstances, there is no way in hell I would be rooting for Liz Cheney. No way. And here I am. Just turn off the news when they're talking about Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney read the text messages that Meadows turned over and insinuated in very strong language that this is potentially a criminal act. Liz Cheney. So, th so there's opposites day for me right now. now. And I'm rooting for Liz Cheney. I want Liz Cheney to be reelected. You know, I'm rooting for congressmen who normally I wouldn't even vote for, who stood up for, 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 the, for the Equal Pay Act, who stood up for all these things. I'm thinking, damn, all these people, not all of them, there's a few, there's a few that are standing up. And I'm rooting for them. Can't believe it. Can't believe I'm, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's opposite today. It's all topsy-turvy. Here we are in the middle of the Christmas season, holiday season, whatever you want to call it. And... Um, it's opposites, you know? It's all, I guess they say opposites attract. So maybe uh, maybe I'm attracted to Liz Cheney because uh, she's an opposite and, and and the things that are happening. But I think it's, I, I think it's just going to blow now. I, I, well, I think, you, you yeah, January 6th, and I'm going to tell you right now. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Sit down, everybody. Sit down for a second. I'm going to tell you something. All right, grab a seat by the fire. I'm going to tell you something. It's Christmas time. Get by the fire. You know, Christmas time. We're going to get by the fire. We're going to have a little eggnog. Yeah, yeah. Anybody like eggnog? Eggnog's really interesting. You know, it's amazing. Eggnog is this type of drink. Eggnog, and some people like to jack it up a little. I don't drink, so I don't. But I drink eggnog. Eggnog is this type of drink where, you know, from January 2nd to probably the last Thursday in November, nobody goes near a glass of eggnog. You, can, you know, it's not the type of thing you wake up in the morning in July and you say, oh, you know, I'll have a little coffee. And I'll have a glass of eggnog. What do you want for breakfast? I'll have some eggs and eggnog. Eggs and eggnog. Eggnog eggs. Uh, that doesn't happen. Uh, you know, autumn comes. You're going to a football. You're apple picking. Up in the Northeast here, we apple pick. It's a big deal. Big deal to apple pick in the Northeast. You know, it's like, it's like something. <laughs> it's really funny because there's people make a bazillion dollars off the apple industry here. And God bless them in the fall. And it is, it's a beautiful time up here. Crisp autumn days. You go out, you grab a glass of cider, you know, you, you go get an apple fruit. That's all great. But then you go out and you pick apples. And you, essentially, you go into a tree and you're picking an apple. And, uh, boy, but you would think it's like you're uh, flying in one of, um, you know, one of those flying penises that go into outer space for four minutes, you know. Jeff Bezos' spaceship. You know, the erection. You get into it and you go into outer space for four minutes and come back. You think that's what, but picking apples is you go to the tree and you pick apples. 
Hey, we're going to go, you know, I remember my wife and I took the kids picking apples. And they're like, oh, shit, we got to go pick apples? Yeah, we're going to go, we're going to go pick apples. We don't want, why, ugh, we do not want to pick apples. Why do I want to pick apples? Why don't we just go to the store and buy apples? And as we were driving to the apple orchard, I said, you know, why don't we just go to the store and buy apples? Why do I want to walk through a field with a basket and pick apples off a tree? I'll go, I'll go into the shop. I'll eat an apple fritter. I'll have a glass of cider. I'll have some popcorn. I'll do all that stuff. But I don't want to go out and pick. Just give me a bag of apples. They don't taste any better. As a matter of fact, they're probably dirtier. But anyway, it's, it's a huge industry here, picking apples. Big, big deal. Big deal picking apples. And um, so, yeah, well, I forgot what I was saying. But it's a big deal in the fall here, you know, that kind of thing. But I just don't know... Um, what the big deal is about um, these other things, you know? I can't believe I just lost my train of thought, but, but you know, you get out there, I just went off on this apple tangent and I lost opposite day. I lost this train of thought. But it's, you know, things that we get excited about, um, really, uh, are kind of, are kind of all over the place, just like my train of thought. You see what happens? You see what happens when I start talking about eggnog. I don't even put alcohol in it, and eggnog throws me right off my right off my game. But again, so I get off an apple picking, because apple picking is something that you do between September, and you do it between September, and you do it between... You know, it's funny, because here it ends in at Halloween, but really fall is in November as well. But eggnog, eggnog is that drink that we drink from uh, Thanksgiving through just past uh, New Year's. And after that, boom, it's gone. You would never, ever again, you know, want a, want a glass of eggnog. So we're creatures of habit. And that's what the holidays, you know, bring out. You know, we, we chug down that eggnog. So opposite day for me would be drinking eggnog in April, having an Easter egg and, and drinking eggnog. That's about, that's, that's a similar to me right now, rooting for Liz Cheney to take on the Republicans. Rooting for somebody who normally I wouldn't um, root for, but that's that's the way it is. I mean, everything is upside down, you know. Growing up, I got vaccinated for the measles, for all these things, you know, so I wouldn't get them. There wasn't a question. You go into Doctor Bladen's office, sit on a table, you get a shot. I got this one vaccine, which I think most people in my era did, and then you had to go back because if it scabbed up, it was good. You got now it's opposite day where. I don't want to get a vaccine because it may make me sick. Well, you know what? If you don't get it, you're going to die. So I don't, I don't understand this, but it all seems kind of opposite day. But, but as I was watching the news tonight, I found myself rooting. All 90% of water in my being, blowing waves, rooting for the great Liz Cheney to harness the genes of her son-of-a-bitch dad and take on that Republican Party. I think we're about to have uh, the most significant hearings in our history that will make Walter Watergate that will make Watergate seem like um, uh, a slap on the wrist. I believe that. Yeah. And in the meantime, people will go into space for four minutes and come back down again. Uh, that'll be going on too. You know, up in, it, you know, here's where it's opposite day. In 1961, Alan Shepard, Alan Shepard got into the Mercury capsule and went into space. Went into he didn't even go into, he didn't go to orbit. He went up 
He went farther than they, they are now. I know that. But he went up. He went into space. He actually went into space, weightlessness, into space, but a little far, farther up than these dudes are going. And for more than four minutes. He was up there for a while. Uh, and landed. It was a huge, huge endeavor. Big deal. First man in space. Take a tape parade. President Kennedy all over the place. And now it's like, hey, man, went up for four minutes. Going to space for four minutes. Who wants to go up there for four minutes? Huh. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? But here we are, and I'm getting through opposite day, which is really opposite uh, year. And this year will be coming to an end soon. We're going to have a wonderful New Year's Eve special on the podcast, but many, many, many holiday casts in between then and uh, between now and then. But in any event, this is Tim Marr. I hear Jungle Jim playing in my ear. Jungle Jim. He's right, he's right over there to my left on his synthesizer. Crazy Jungle Jim. You know, he wears these silk shirts and white bell-bottom pants and these uh, purple you know, shoes, those Cuban shoes, Uncle Jim. He's a fashion, fashion plate, that guy. Right over there in the corner, uh, you know, on his synthesizer, synthesizer for that. Going crazy. This is Tim Mara. I hear you, Jungle Jim. This is failing up on Opposite Day. <laughs> <laughs>